I feel like he makes music for 15 year old white kids who drink Monster and Mountain Dew every single day. That is who he so makes. So, like, music all the for. Kyles in the world. Yes. Anyone that's named Kyle <laughs> likes this album. Just kidding. If we have some fans and their names are Kyle and you don't like Logic, I'm sorry. Or Monster, we apologize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You are now listening to New Faces Podcast. Hello and welcome to the New Faces Podcast, episode 24. I am your host, Brandon Varasha. With me is Nick Grunza. Grunza made it. What is going on, you guys? It's just us two today. Yep. To party. Yes, it is. Bobby twisted his ankle, so he better be ready for this fucking tournament or I'm going to beat the shit out of him. That's right. And uh, I actually don't remember Trout. I think he just stayed up too late. Um, but yeah, so it's just us two today. So we're going to talk about a lot today. We'll get into NBA playoffs. We'll get into our usual segment. Not usual. This is our second time doing the segment. But our second our segment, uh, Gas Half and Half or Trash, where we rate the latest albums per se. Um, but we're going to get into something first that I saw over the week. And um, I just actually showed Nick before we started this. So Aisha Curry has been a big topic lately on Twitter for sure. Um, where she talked about – there was a video. She was in an interview with – I don't even know who it was honestly. But she was talking about how she feels insecure – that Steph Curry gets attention from all these women because he's obviously Steph Curry, a two-time, three-time NBA champion, unanimous MVP, blah, 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 blah. The list goes on and on. The best shooter in the world. Um, and she's like, I don't get any attention because for what – and she's like, I feel insecure about it. And it's like, is it because of me? Okay. <laughs> okay. So many things wrong with that. So – First off, you're a married woman. You're married with three kids. Three. Does it really matter that much to you that you're not getting attention from the janitor at the fucking gym you work at or whatever or work out at? Does it really fucking matter? I just it's it's just so like selfish almost to say that. You would even go on there and – at least she said it was weird. I mean she did say it was weird that she thinks like this. But why do people think like – like why why do we think like this? Like, Well, let's say – okay, like everyone wants attention. Right. Everyone, they want to feel like they're, you know, like important or they're like loved or whatever right. it may be. Um, And I know – I think she has what, like a cooking show or something. So yeah. she's definitely known but when – you're the less known out of the two. Right. Obviously, the talk of discussion is going to be Steph. Steph. And I mean, like, who knows why she doesn't feel like she gets whatever. Like, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't I don't know what you would call it. Like, praise. She, yeah. I Maybe she doesn't because, I don't know, maybe you've been telling people for the past year, couple years to respect your relationship and your marriage. Yeah. Which we all have. And... Now you want attention, which is just – I don't get it. It's just so dumb to me that like anyone thinks like that in general. Like for example, 
if Meg was more famous than I am, which neither of our neither of us are famous, obviously, but let's say Meg was very famous and I wasn't, right? I'm not going to sit here and be like, why aren't girls looking at me? This is ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. I can't. Why isn't nobody love? Like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit who is looking at me or who is looking at Meg. Like, it's almost jealousy. That's just something I've never cared about. Yeah. Ever. And I can't. Maybe it's just because I can't fathom the way, like, like, I've seen guys go up to Meg and try to, like, flirt with her or whatever. It's like, okay, well, she's going to tell them the fuck off, yeah. and I'm just going to laugh at it. Good like, luck. Like, yeah, like, it's, okay, cool, whatever. I'm not sitting here going, like, well, where's the girl that's talking to me? Why isn't there girls coming up to me and saying what's up to me? Like, I don't give a shit. I think there's two things here. She's either, one, turning her cheek, and she's not getting the attention she thinks she deserves, or she's just jealous that he's so big. I don't know. Downstairs? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Boom. I'm just kidding. I have no idea what Dick, Steph's dick looks like. All right. But, let's not get into it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't want to get into it. What I'm saying, though, is like, it's it's just so weird. I just, and that's like how everyone, it's not just her, though. It's how, like, I feel like not even girls, how everyone thinks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I just don't, if you're in a secure relationship or marriage where he clearly does, like, there has been zero scandals about Steph being with – I've never even seen Steph in a picture with another woman besides his wife and maybe his mom. Like, that's it. Like, I don't – like, I don't get it. I just don't. Like, you know as him being one of the best basketball players to ever play, there are going to be women that are going to be like, I want to fuck him. That's just how it is. That's how it is with every NBA player, not even just him, everyone. Even if you're like fucking 15th man, you're still making money that is more than any girl that's thirsting. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's like every guy is going to go through that. It's just happened. Steph's is, Steph is, you know, one of the best. But it's still weird to me. Like, But it's also weird to say that like it's that – Nobody thinks she's attractive. Nobody thinks that she's, you know, like nobody is a fan of hers. Right. It seems very weird that that would be the case. It seems that she must just not – She it's whether she's comparing herself to the fame that he has. Yeah. Because it, it's just – it's not realistic. I mean like there's – like there's people who like cooking. Obviously, they're gonna like her show. Man, they, they they might even be basketball fans. Like, I mean, Steph is known like I feel like worldwide now. Yeah, he's oh, like LeBron. But it's just weird to say like that nobody is showing her attention. I mean, I guarantee exactly. she posts a picture on Instagram or something. Like you're getting likes, you're getting comments, like you're See, getting attention. I was, I was watching something. Uh, I was watching the Brilliant Idiots podcast, and they talked about Aisha Curry, like the situation. And they're like, Instagram fucked everyone up Mm. because of all the comments and likes that people get and the attention that they get from posting a pic on Instagram. Yeah. That's how you rate how popping you are. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's – I just think like – again, maybe because I'm just different in this view. Mm -hmm. But like I've never once gave a fuck about who – like, you know what I'm saying? How like, many, who got more attention between me and Meg? Yeah. Like, I don't give a shit. It's actually funny. If you want to know if your girlfriend is really about you, show her that video. And the way she reacts is how you'll know if you have a girlfriend that you want to keep. 
because I showed Meg that video and I wasn't even thinking about it at the time. I'm like, ah, just, just because it's conversation. So I, I showed her the video and Meg's like, that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. Why the fuck would you, why, why would Aisha care about that? And I just realized I'm like, that's dope. That's fire. Yeah. I love that. Absolutely love that because I'm, I'm going to try that out. Yeah, the, do the that. The Astro theory. Yes. Did Le- does Leslie listen to this podcast often? Uh, no. Mm-hmm. So. We're good. She doesn't even know what we're going to say. No. Nope. Just show her the video, see what she says. I will. And then we'll find out if you're single in the next podcast <laughs> or not. <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't, I don't care about, you know, like I just, you know, I just think it's dumb. Yeah. But that's just, I, I'm like very like simple minded in that aspect, I guess. It's just like, I, you know, cool. If I get attention, like, whoop-de-doo. Like, mm. you know, I don't, but, you know, let's just say I did. Like, I know that Meg's going to be the one that I want to be with. And that's the only give attention I give a shit about is hers. Yeah. So I don't care about any girl being like, you're cute. Like, okay, cool. Get the fuck away from me now. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. that. Did she say it in the sense that she means from guys? Is that what she said? Yeah. Well, yeah, it has to be. Like, she's like, I don't maybe... get. I, she's like, I don't get that same attention, and it makes me feel what's wrong with me. I mean, maybe she means to her like career. That no, people, but no, because no, no, I, no. She said, she said, like nobody looks at me the same, like hmm. in that aspect. I'm almost positive of it. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe if it is that way of career wise, then yeah, then I actually understand mm-hmm. because it's like I should if I'm with him, who is one of the best basketball players of all time. Why don't I get that? Yeah. Same love type mm-hmm. of thing. Then maybe she has a point and maybe it's not a point, but like maybe it's more of a reason for me to like sympathize with her. Yeah. But if it's clearly about looks and all the girls that go after Steph and why don't guys look at Aisha the same way, then I, I, I don't get it. It just doesn't make sense to me. Aisha, you're bugging. Facts. Bugging. B-U-G-G-I-N <laughs> apostrophe. Debunked. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> Facts. All right, um, let's talk about, uh, we'll do the music segment. So we're going to do our segment, Gas, Half and Half, or Trash. And we got three albums we'll talk about today. Uh, We'll start off with Logic's new album that he dropped uh, May 10th, I think. It's called Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. And he just dropped the project not too long ago, but that was like a soundtrack for his book, which I don't know what the fuck that means. I don't know why you have a soundtrack for your book, but (laughs) I digress. So I listened to this album. I was actually at work. It was dead. So I decided, fine, I'll put myself through some misery. Let's listen to this album. Logic's done. (laughs) It's it's over. I, I have no words for how bad this album is. I mean, I really don't. I'll start off with the first song of the album, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Pretty good. I liked it. I was like, okay, we might be going in a direction here. This might be something that I genuinely like. might like. The next song was Homicide. I'm not a big fan of that song. It's just very rapidy rap, fast, free flow shit. I don't really care about that. Logic didn't really say anything of use. Eminem's part wasn't terrible besides the tailbone line and all that shit. Not, not a track for me. But then after that, it just goes to pure hell. So the next song is Wannabe. It's about fucking social media and attention and like mocking people that want attention. Aisha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, no, this one was much 
like killing yourself type shit. Okay, like, whoa. Yeah, definitely not Aisha in that sense. No. Okay. So then clickbait. Now I didn't talk I didn't tell you about this song before we started because I wanted your first initial reaction to this. Okay. So clickbait is a song about people again wanting attention and you know trying to get you know something controversial out there. So it's just so happened that Logic decided to call out Charlemagne the God in this song. And I'm I'm looking up the lyrics right now because I want you to know the actual lyrics to the song if it loads. Uh let's see. Okay, here we go. Beautiful. So he for some reason he brings up I don't know why. He goes, so this these are the actual lyrics to the song. I don't do the Breakfast Club because Charlemagne is shameless. That's the only one I leave when I run my bases. Do your research for you calling somebody homophobic. You make a living off of a con- off of controversy, and you know it. Now, before I go on with this, I knew Charlemagne called Eminem homophobic, and maybe he was making a song about Eminem, or not about Eminem, but like kind of defending Eminem in that sense because of the things Eminem says, which is for the most part homophobic and Eminem doesn't really care about blurring those lines. Okay. So do your research for you call someone homophobic. You make a living off of controversy and you know it. I ain't that type of artist. Respect my name and we could talk about it. I'd suck a dick just to prove it ain't that way. Pause. Uh Uh-huh. Hard pause. Uh, Yeah. 99% 99% don't listen to what I say, quote that line, but you'll leave out all the mental health. Logic. Logic. What the fuck are you doing, bro? No. No, 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 no. First off, let's get off a couple things here. <laughs> One, Charlemagne never said that Logic was homophobic ever. I looked it up, never said it. Charlemagne did a Donkey of the Day, which is his normal segment on Breakfast Club. And he literally talked about the song. And he's like, I've literally never talked about Logic being homophobic ever. So he just made that up completely. And he's like, you don't have to suck a dick to prove, I, like, I don't think you're homophobic. Like, I, like why, why even that bar in the first place? Yeah, I really want to know what caused it. I, I think he's just searching for some type of controversy or attention and then calling out someone else for the controversy and attention. It's just like, what the fuck are we doing? And furthermore, after that song, it's just trash. The whole album. He even, did, wor- even worse? Um, Not worse. Than, that's the worst song. Okay. But it's still garbage. It doesn't get worse than that track, but it's still bad. So he does a song... Logic's whole thing with me is he raps about these rappers that aren't really good at rap. And then he makes music exactly like those rappers. Like the next 10, like five tracks rather, five tracks are literally songs that like Little Pump would make, I guess. Or not Little Pump, but like let's say, I don't fucking know. Whoever raps about designer clothing all the time and Mm -hmm. like. Raps about money, right? Yeah. Like Rich the Kid. Someone like that. Mama, show love is kind of, not really that one. But Out of Sight, Pardon My Ego, Commando featuring g Easy, which is awful. Those two should never do a track ever together, but I digress. Icy with Gucci Mane and Still Ballin' with Wiz Khalifa. All tracks 
that I would literally think Rich the Kid would make. And he trashes guys like Rich the Kid all the time and then makes music like them. And I don't understand logic's thinking in that because it's like – Where's the logic in it? Facts. Ooh, bars. We're spending bars on here today, baby. That's what we're all about. We're, we're about bars. So, but anyway, yeah. No, this – I those tracks were not the worst I've ever heard. But, like, I would respect him more if he doesn't – if he wouldn't go after those guys so much. I just don't understand why he goes after people like that and then makes music like them. Yeah. Like, my thing is, you drop an album and you say this, you make fun of rappers or talk about or imitate rappers who you think are, quote unquote, probably killing the game. Yeah. Or not in a good way. Um, so you're going to give up basically a third of your album to that yep devoted to that yep a song okay and not say a fucking like not say a thing meaningful meaningful yeah on most of this album it's not even like i mean was it like a diss track when he no 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 no. it's not like diss tracks it's literally him rapping the same way as them like in terms of yeah copying their style that's what i thought but like i just didn't think he'd (laughs) Oh, no, he does. I wish you listened to the album because, like, it would, like, we would have so, like, he's just, like, his lyrics are just so bare. And it it literally, like, when I listen to Logic's, this album, it's, in the past couple albums, really, it sounds like he wrote none none of this shit down. Mm -hmm. And it's just in the booth, here's a beat, and goes, I'm just going to freestyle this whole fucking album. Yeah. That is what Logic does. I'm almost positive of it because it's like, if you've ever heard Logic freestyle, it's like, he just goes – he just says the same thing a couple times over and over again and then just like gives himself time to think of something else to talk about. So yeah. he'll say like – and then he'll just go in and say some other shit that like doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. And I'm like this album is just so fucking trash. Like I just – I will say this. He has some of the best ear for production that I've come across. Like this album has really good beats on it. But like – what he's saying and how he's saying it is just so bad. Like the the hooks on Commando are terrible, like awful, like unbearable. Um, or no, no, no. I'm sorry, not Commando. Icy, icy. Oh my god! Like it's I'm icy. He does. He's that's how he said it. He's like I'm icy. Okay, we don't need to yeah. hear that again. I'm icy. <laughs> but like. And then cocaine. There's a song called Cocaine, and it's just like the dumbest track ever. Limitless is just him kind of like just lifelessly rapping on a beat. Keno Reeves isn't bad. I like that track a little bit. Besides the "Did you know I'm mixed like Obama?" line, he literally says that. And he's like, "It's not like a. It's not a Logic project." When's he gonna stop? Uh, never, because I don't think he has too many too many more topics to touch on. That's true. I just don't. Now, I'm guessing you don't know all the features on this album. Uh, no, not really. He has a song with Will Smith. Really? Will Smith. And he gets washed by Will Smith. Well, Will Smith, he he you know he used to rap? Yeah. Not the worst. He's 50 now. <laughs> He's 50. So, Okay, explain how he got washed. Lyrically, lyrically, sonically, I didn't... In every way possible. Not every way possible. I think 
because Will Smith's like verse wasn't long. Okay. But Will Smith kind of had more to bring to the track than Logic did. That's fair to say. Logic had two verses. I just didn't care more so. I think honestly, like it really was just like I didn't care what Logic was saying. And maybe because at that point, because it's like the 14th track on the album. Mm. There's 16 tracks. Maybe I was just so done with this fucking album. I just didn't care. But then I, I'm looking at it. I'm like, I did like Keno Reeves. And I did just that was my first time listening to Keno Reeves because I knew that was a, a single for a little while. So I was like, okay, that song caught my ear. And it just like logic. I don't know. Just nothing came about to me with logic there. And then he has a track called Bobby, which I guess features his dad, but I think his dad is just talking at the end of it. Like, you know how like they have people like he just had his dad talking at the end of it. But overall to me, this album just did nothing, but confirm my belief that logic is just his rap career is done. Yeah, I feel like he makes music for 15 year old white kids who drink Monster and Mountain Dew every single day. That is who he so makes. So, like, music all the for. Kyles in the world. Yes, anyone that's named Kyle <laughs> likes this album. Just kidding. If we have some fans and their names are Kyle and you don't like Logic, I'm sorry. Or Monster, we apologize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like Logic is just trying to be Eminem in a sense. And that's what got Eminem washed, is I feel like. And I might even receive hate for saying that Eminem was washed at one point, I, whether he is or isn't now. But like in the past couple of years, you have to admit that his his content has not been typical Eminem. I mean, you can only do so much, you know what I mean? Right. Like, and I feel like Logic's way of rapping now is cool, school, like like rhyme as many words as possible without say, them meaning something. Yeah. And that's what Eminem does nowadays too. It's it's him they're both fast free like rapping to kind of like not saying shit. Not saying shit, but the fast rapping distracts from the lyrics actually. Yeah, like they want it's almost like they're the what drags you in is the fast rapping. Yes. But it's not going to make you stay. And that's a skill that like Man, a lot of rappers can't do. Oh, yeah. It's and that's fair. Hard. But when you're also not saying anything in it either, it's like, is it really even that useful in a way? Like, at the end of the day, I'm going to look at your lyrics and be like, what is he saying? Yeah. Because Confessions of a Dangerous Mind is the title of the album. And if you're not saying anything in it, it's like, maybe I'm missing the point. Maybe I am. And I would love for someone to tell me that way I can... Gain more knowledge. I went into this as open-minded as I possibly could. And like I said, the first track of this album is very good. I like the the intro track, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. But after that, I it's either tracks that are absolute garbage and I'll never listen to again. Or tracks that I would... Like if you were to make a Logic playlist, which I would advise you not to play around me. But if you <laughs> were to, right... There are tracks on here I could probably listen to. Kino Reeves, Part of My Ego isn't the worst song I've ever heard. Still Ballin' Wiz Khalifa isn't the worst song I've ever heard. Uh, Lost in Translation, which is the last track, not the worst. Like, there are tracks on here I can deal with. But there are tracks on here that I hope to never come across again. As long as I live. So. Well, I hope that you stay far away from those tracks then. Mm-hmm. Um, 
for your own too. mental health. Yes. Or we might have a uh, confessions of Rastro's dangerous mind. Yeah, we're gonna have um, to. I might transform into a cornball. So you might. So, yeah, um, I'll go trash with this one. All right. Basically, and I didn't listen, so I'll go half and half because out of the songs I heard, I've heard worse, but definitely not original in my my eyes. Okay. Definitely not the best logic. Right. For for given the songs I heard, like the Eminem and Logic song, I've heard better of them both. Yes. So in the the, the obviously you don't want to go <coughs> from having a peak in making music to having like a, this decent decent at like, best. Yeah. Like I don't know. It's it could have been better, I guess. Yeah. Absolutely. Which I, out of what I listened to, which I didn't listen to the whole thing, but that's my take half and half. Okay. So my next one, and this one I'm excited to talk about, is Stunner for Stunner for Vegas. Now he he made he got an album, Big Four X, uh, Big Four Times probably, and you know I heard him a lot uh, with with the baby. You know who that is, right? Yep. Okay. So I heard a lot with him, and I'm like, okay, like he's dope, but like what can he do outside of on his own? Yes, on yeah. his own. Now he still has two tracks with the baby. Yeah, which I love. This dude has is full of energy and full of just talking shit. And I love every single second of it. Now, there's only, I think, two tracks that, like, I could have, like, lived, like, without hearing, personally. Like, Big Four Time Freestyle, not my favorite track. But the beats on here, are, are I feel, are a little different than what I usually hear from, like, a trap artist. Dude, they're fucking stupid heavy, though. Stupid heavy. And I love... I, honestly, I love this album. I... I I would play this album anywhere I go. Uh I was banging in the in the car for a little bit. Um you know, the the tracks with the baby sticks and Ashley, just both of them going on there talking their shit, flowing all over the beat, just absolutely murdering the track. Um I love fuckery. I love 100 or better featuring NLE Choppa. I love Double D's having my way with Young Nutty was dope. Uh Hitting 4 uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? The intro track was really dope. I actually almost put that in my top three. Um, it's it's like number four. It's just so close to being in my top three. Uh, punch it, punch, punch. What does that fucking say? I can't read my writing. But pump, <laughs> punch it in tar, uh, part four was gas and Durkio with little Dirk. Ooh, that shit was heat. Yeah. And I'm not like a big Dirk guy, but like little Dirk came in and just killed that, bodied it. So, I, it's just full of trash talk, full of. Just, you know... It's a straight trap album. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's definitely one of the hardest albums this year. I'm definitely going to... And I was one... I didn't know that he dropped an album until I think someone just posted like a track of the album. And I'm like, that's weird. I never, I didn't hear that track. And I looked at his Spotify page and I'm like, he's got a fucking album today out? Like, holy shit. I'm like, well, fuck, fuck this Logic album. What the fuck am I doing? Damn. So I played it. I played this at work as well. Absolutely love it. Shout out Stunna. He's killing the game. Love him to death. Um, man. And I also want to say this too because he he obviously proved to himself he can be an artist, for me at least, an artist that can, you know, be solo, right? But I also really want a, uh, an album with him and baby so badly. Like that's what I crave for right now. I'm I'm about to rain on your parade. I know. I figured you were. <laughs> All right. So I I kind of I kind of being a producer weighed in on some of the production. So that probably isn't his fault. 
per se. I, I'm leaving it on some of like whoever produced some of the songs. Um, like I have um, in some songs, like in the Having My Way song, I do like that song, but just the delivery seems a little off. A little you know? off. I that's why I put pretty good. Yeah. On here, it I, it sounded like he's like Stunna was like yeah he was like stumbling a little bit on the yeah. track. And what my issue with this album is that it's almost like us. Like he number one, I don't like his voice. I think his voice is very annoying. Really, but uh. that that goes without saying. I mix voices, I mix vocals, and like I. I don't like some people just have voices you can't fix. I'm sure the the, the producer did what he could have done. Um, I just personally I don't I find his voice kind of irritating. Ooh. But after half of the album, I did get used to it. Um, but that was something that was a little like, like I was like, all right, whatever. Okay. I, the, the high pitched, like really energetic, like yeah, okay. not not really my thing. Okay, fair enough. Um, but I will say it's a shame because he writes very well. He, very he's well. very clever. Um, not a ton of substance, but again, it's like a trap album, so you don't yeah. expect that. Right. Um, I think Sticks is fire, but the baby he brought he brought that song to where it is. I think if it was just a solo song, it would be good. But it's like which one again? Sticks. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That's probably my favorite. Fourth of July, I like a lot. Yep. Um, Shout out Offset. He got washed, but shut up. Yeah, yeah, he did get washed. <laughs> he got washed bad. <laughs> but I mean, then again, I, 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 you tend to wonder if there's a, if there's an artist that wants you on a song that you know you're like, well, I have a good verse written, but you want it to be used for yourself. You're not gonna put like a fire verse. Like you're not getting most of the money. I mean, it's not all about money, but you're not gonna put something like on someone else's song that's not like. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, right. you're not gonna go ham on a song that isn't yours. You don't own all of that, right? Right. But um, good album. Just a little thin for me. Fair enough. I, me personally, I like that. Like with albums like this, they're shorter. Yeah. Because it doesn't overstay its welcome. It doesn't feel like I'm listening to the same song a hundred times. It doesn't feel like it's just you know dragging out. Like yeah. nothing about this dragged out to me. Nothing about this just. Made me go fuck this. Like this is ridiculous. Yeah, the energy was definitely there. Energy was at a hundred every single step of the way, um, and and the the first the first bar on the intro on the album, just made me like laugh a lot. I don't know why he goes. These motherfuckers don't rap like they live in. But it sound good, I admit it. And it just made me laugh because I'm thinking about all the rappers that like it's I true. think do that and I'm yeah. like, I'm dying at this. <laughs> like him and the baby have this flow and like delivery to me that just is unmatched. Like they just don't let this track breathe. They don't let this track live. It's just something about both of them that I love, especially when they're together. But when they're solo, I I love the shit out of their music. Like they are incredible. I wish the billion dollar freestyle. I don't know if you heard that track, but there's a billion dollar freestyle. It's on SoundCloud. I was hoping it would be on this album so I can listen to it on Spotify because I hate using SoundCloud with with music terms because it's slow as fuck. But I have really no complaints other than. Big four time freestyle is not my favorite track and having my way, it seemed like he struggled a little bit with the flow on it. Outside of that, I had no problems. He talked his shit. You know, Ashley was absolutely great. Hysterical. My top tracks are Sticks, 
100 or better and Ashley and like just missing that top three is the intro track. Like he just absolutely set the tone for the album. So shout out Stunna. Absolutely killed it. Yeah. Good job. Um, Wait, real quick. Okay. Do you like Gunna and Lil Baby? I. Yeah, sure. I. Well, I can, I'm going to answer the question for you. I was going to say Gunna and Lil Baby versus Da Baby and. um. Oh, that's not even a question. Yeah, see, I like I love Gunna, and I actually like his voice. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. So I would probably say, but no, like l- l- lyrically, it's not it's close. just fucking no. It's just like I don't know nothing else to say. Yeah, it's there. no. Go ahead. What do you say? No, that's just what I, I have nothing else to say. Like, it's just you can't like I don't know the baby and um Stunna. I keep forgetting this. Yeah, Stunna, Stunna for what is it? Uh, Stunner for Vegas. Stunner for Vegas, that's right. I just call him Stunner. It's much yeah, easier. Yeah, I'm like Stunner or do I call him Vegas? I call him Stunner just because it's much easier to say. Personally, yeah. like I'm retarded. But I, if if there was a, like, you gave me two albums. Which one am I listening to first? The Baby and Stunner? Shout out Trains. Shout out Trains. They're always fucking rolling around when we do this fucking podcast. Stunner for Vegas and The Baby or Little Baby and Gunna? Little Baby and Gunna, I'm going to have to wait. I'm sorry. Especially because I'm just anticipating this too long, and I've already heard Little Baby and Gunna, and they're great. I yeah. like them together. Not great, but they're really good. I like them together. But, like, this album about to slap different. It's good that, like... It, I'm about to do some wild shit. It's really the time for, like, groups. Yes. In rap. It really is. It. Yep. If, if you have that chemistry and flow, no doubt about it. I'm fucking listening to it. <laughs> and I'm losing my mind to it. All right. And another up. We're going we're gonna to get to one you talked about. Uh, earlier I didn't get to listen to it because okay. after this album we're about to talk about but I want you to talk about it P&B Rock Trap Star turned Pop Star which I thought it was Rock Star I'm gonna look that up real quick just to make sure it's Pop Star okay but um he dropped an album it was actually like early May I think it was May 3rd I don't remember but I didn't know about it he dropped it like during the week it was a very weird time to drop it but he dropped an album 23 fucking tracks. Now, this is the deluxe version. I decided to listen to to the deluxe version. And honestly, not really impressed. Not really uh, in love with this album at all. And I've never really been a P&B rock guy. I've always thought he has some pretty good verses, pretty good features. But overall, never been a huge fan of P&B rock. It is pop star. I'm an idiot. Okay. Yeah. So trap star turned rocks pop star. So for me, there were tracks that were solid. There are some tracks that if you put on in the car, you put on in the club, you put on at a party. Sure. I'll listen to it. Whatever. I'm not going to tell you to turn this fucking bullshit off. It's cool. It's a cool album. Easy to listen to. Easy to listen to background music. But 23 tracks for me, is just too fucking long. The, the original is 18 tracks long. That's too long for me. It feels like it goes on too long. And we talked about this on uh, before the podcast, how yours broke. You listened to it on Apple Music. So mm-hmm. yours had that breakup. Mine yeah. didn't. So I didn't know which was like, which was the like, you know, the breakup part. Right. Yeah. So it's apparently like trap music and then rock star or pop star pop yeah. music. First nine. Yeah. First section, then the next nine and then the last five. To me, it didn't 
sound any different. There are, like there are some really good tracks on here. I like nowadays. I thought that was a really good track. I like the track with um Little Skies, I like girls. Like I thought that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh Now or Never 2.0 was pretty solid. Really liked um My Ex, shockingly. That's in my top three. Evolved, which is one of the bonus tracks with Roddy Rich. Shout out Roddy Rich. He's fucking dope. Um that was gas. And how it feels was pretty solid the way that the track the album ended. Like the original album. But there are a lot of tracks I did not like. I'm appalled you didn't mention your boy. Go to Mars. Go to Mars. T Grizzly. How's that my boy? I never really liked T Grizzly. I thought that was your boy, man. No, I never really liked him. You're bugging, dude. No. I've never I've never been a big fan of him. Rash that might have been that was that was Trout. No, dude, that was you, man. It wasn't me. I've never listened to him. Well, not never listened to him, but I never really cared about T Grizzly like that. He well, t- honestly, well, I T actually, Grizzly's a fucking boss. So I, I thought he ruined the track. To be quite really? honest, really, yeah, I wasn't a fan. That's that's see, I I thought he made the track. Was it him that made the track, or was it <laughs> PMB? You fucking I can't idiot, dude. The album is like very relaxing, very cool, but it's also very forgettable. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of tracks on here. Again, you play cool. I'm not going to say no to it. But there are a lot of tracks on here. I probably, if given the choice, I'm probably not turning this album on again. Yeah. I would go half and half. By the way, we didn't say which way we were going with uh, Stunna's album. I'm going gas. Yeah, I'll go gas. So shout out Stunna. This one I'm going half and half because it just, there were tracks that were really good. And there were tracks that were really not good. And there were also tracks that were just in the middle. Like, I, you know, again, you could play it. Cool. The song with Little Dirk, uh, D Streets, I thought was pretty solid, but it wasn't overwhelming to me. Um, yeah, there's just nothing lyrically about it that really like catches my eye. Nothing sonically about it that catches my ear, rather not not my eye, but you get what I mean. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm gonna go half and half on this because again, some tracks were solid, some weren't. Some were really good, some weren't. That's just how it goes for me there. All right, let me speak my mind for a little bit. Bet. These are my notes. You ready? I'm going to try to make this as simple as possible. Mm-hmm. First couple songs, decent. Decent at best. Okay. D Streets, it has the potential. I don't think Lil Durk was the best choice for a feature on that song. Oh, okay. But it works. Okay. On the other hand, Go to Mars with T Grizzly. I think that's just what the song needed. Um, you know, it changed up the... the. It was the... I feel like that was the first, like... Contra- like a little bit of contrast in the in the album. That was the first thing that was different. Um, now or never 2.0. It's a solid song. Um, the hook was creative. It's like a sample of that like high pitched voice. Yeah. Um, that's probably one of my favorites. Swervin is a good like summer song um, by Diplo. Uh, I think the hook could have been a little bit better. The song could have been a little <coughs> a little better. You know, usually songs with uh, like EDM producers and artists normally those slap right like i really like edm slash mainstream i don't like a lot of mainstream stuff but like i just i like electronic music a lot that one doesn't stick out to me as it should have let me just say this i'm indifferent towards those type of tracks you don't like them yeah hit or miss yeah that's that's fair to say and i feel like a lot of them are very annoying and very the same thing um but I, I do appreciate the EDM community, and I, it's it's not as easy as it, it looks. Making. Right. No, I understand that. It's just for me, like, 
I guess it really depends on the artist who does it. That's true. Like Lil Xan tried it, wasn't it? Yeah, like <laughs> you, you know, know like was Rick Ross and Skrillex. That one that was like, was it Purple Lamborghini? I think so. Uh, that was a little weird for me, but like I don't, I, know. I don't see Rick Ross on that type of track. No. I see Drake on that type of track. Yeah, I don't see Rick Ross on it. Mm-hmm. I don't see Fifty Cent on it. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, guys like that. Exactly. I don't see P and B Rock could do it. I just don't. He's not creative enough. To I think me. he missed the nail on this one. Yeah. It could have been a very good song. Who knows what direction Diplo wanted it to go in if he had like a hook for it and yeah. he was just like, but I don't know. I think he missed it. I like Girls. Now, this is a song that I like a lot too. Um, I think it's a good summer song, but I feel like it's going to be a song like I Spy by Kyle where there's a lot of like young people singing it. I feel like it's almost too, too catchy and too simplified to the fact that like it's just... I mean, Lil Skies has like a, a a child voice, and his yeah. his raps are a little simpler. Yeah. So I just feel like that's a song that's so easy to listen to. It's gonna be one of those songs that like it might go to the top of the charts just because there's so many like little white kids listening to it. You know right. what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then like all these bands, I like that. Uh, Stage fright, I think, is probably the one of the worst songs on the whole the whole. Album. Oh yeah, Stage fright was terrible. That is not his style at all. That's a no. definitely a, like a Drake type of track yes and it did not work or even it like it sounded a very whiny and yeah. like very like it just it was forced for sure it was forced as fuck bro like i just it, nothing about it made me go okay like i could see what, no don't don't do that again pnb yeah don't do it and like you said you didn't you weren't really a fan of pmb um his other stuff yeah. you know i liked um i like <coughs> questions i like selfish his older songs um i forget what album that is but I do. I what made me like old PMB is that the you know obviously most of it's auto tune, but like his voice and just his his flow is a little different. It's very catchy. This was this album was exactly the opposite. He didn't let his voice like run the song. Yeah. He tried making. I don't know if he tried making the lyrics run it or he tried just different flow. It just didn't work for me. No, no. It's definitely half and half for me. You know, I was excited for the Little Wayne feature. Didn't really get anything out of that. The only, like I said, the only tracks I really cared about, like my top three is gonna be nowadays how or uh, how it feels and evolved with uh, featuring Roddy Rich. Outside of that, nothing about this album is like making a difference. You know what I'm saying? Like making mm-hmm. like it's being different. Like it just doesn't stick out to me. Just nothing about it, especially because I like. Nothing about PNB Rock really sticks out to me, honestly. Like, yeah. it's just he's there. Yeah, right. He's just there in hip hop. It's the same thing he's as A there. Boogie. He's just there. Yeah. And A Boogie was on a song with him, and I'm like, whatever A Boogie is doing, fuck no, <laughs> fuck no. His voice is just so, ugh. Yeah. I I don't like it. And I used to like A Boogie, but like something happened. Something happened. Something happened, man. Like I don't know what the fuck he's doing now. I just don't like it. And PNB Rock is the same thing. It's just like I don't know what it is. The first time I ever heard of PNB Rock was actually on a Kodak feature or on a Kodak album yep. or mixtape. Uh, Too many years. That song is fantastic, and that's because PNB Rock on the chorus is phenomenal. Yeah, he but lets his voice run it. it his voice. I think he just uses too much auto tune at this yeah. point. Like he's just oversaturating his voice but auto-tune it's just like I don't fuck with it like that I just don't it's just not for me 
Um, so I'm going to go half and half on that one. Uh, where are you going with that? Same half and half. Okay. I might say trash. Just because compared to old PMB. Say trash. Go ahead. Say, say trash. All right. I'll say trash. All right. <laughs> so we got, we we each have one gas, yep. one trash, one half and half. You told me about Burner. Yep. He dropped an album, El Chavo? Chavo? El Chavo, yes. I'm pretty sure that's the GOAT. So Spanish. talk to me about that one because I didn't get to listen to that. I didn't even listen to one track on it, honestly. And okay. I'm really mad I didn't get to get to it because I was trying so hard to. Yeah. And I just I couldn't with this PMB rock album. It kind of just drained me out. Okay, so Burner. This this album, um, I listened to – I haven't listened to the whole entire thing. I listened to a little more than half of it the in sequential order. Um and I think he showed up. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a big burner fan, but um I really can't say anything negative about it. Um, you know, I didn't make any any like notes about the the album itself. Right. But I I, I do remember really thoroughly enjoying what I heard and I need to finish it because you know, I like I love Burner's music, but um it's just it's classic burner. You know what I mean? If you like burner, you'll like the album. Okay. It's not too different. Um it's kind of like that flow of I don't want to say Action Bronson, but that like contagious type of flow. I don't know. I like Burner, I like his voice. Um what was the one album where uh, he used this the beat of um Pound Cake? Uh, I can't even think of it. It was a while ago. I don't know. I'm I'm drawing a blank here, but what do you think, Rasho? Or you didn't listen to it? No, I didn't listen to it. I was kind of hoping you would. Do you like Burner usually, or don't you? I don't mind El Chivo. El Chivo. See, yeah, that's why I thought it was El Chivo. El Chivo. But um, you know, Burner's not bad to me. I like Burner. Mm -hmm. I just nothing. Something about him. It doesn't really like catch on to yeah. me. Like it never made me go, I need to listen to a burner album. It's like, very it's selective. Like, yeah. So his last album that I was talking about was Hempfire. Okay. Or Hemp Hemp Hempire. Hempire. Like okay. Empire Hempire. Yeah. Damn, dude, I'm slowing down today, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you good. You good. But that was years ago. But yeah, no, this is a pretty decent album. I will say the songs I listen to, um, like there's Russian Roulette is with uh B Real. Okay. Um and I like I haven't listened to a lot of Cypress Hill. Um, you know, there are songs that I have, but I'm not a huge uh Cypress Hill fan. Okay. But like, I don't know, Be Real, I feel like didn't he it's weird. You have to listen to it. Because okay. it's it's a weird it its flow is very weird on it. And right. it's it sounds I don't know, it's weird, man. I literally I can't explain it. I was listening to it, I was like, this is fucking weird. Right. Absolutely. But um yeah, I'm going to just give it a half and half just because what I listened to was good, but I don't know how the other half would go. Right, exactly. All right, so let's talk about some NBA playoffs. Luckily, Nick has been watching. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So let's get to it. Should we go? We'll go with the first team that won the series. So the Bucks and Celtics. The Bucks won 4-1, to one, gentlemen's sweep. Celtics went out sad, won the first game, then got brutalize the next four this is i guess celtics and six i was obviously completely wrong i'm an idiot it is what it is i have to pick my team it's not like i'm not gonna pick my team um this season for the celtics has been 
the most disappointing of my lifetime. Not just with the Celtics, with any team I like. This had this team had championship aspirations. This team had loads of talented players, and they shit the bed entirely. We even heard Terry Rozier talk. I mean, you guys will probably hear this the day after this. We actually record this, but on Tuesday, uh, he decided he wanted to go on ESPN and talk about the team and what was bothering him and what was bothering the team. And you know, for for all intents and purposes, Terry obviously said that you know Kyrie's a great leader, he's a great guy, but it seemed like all the attention was on him and Gordon Hayward. Where as the young guys who made it to Eastern Conference Finals without those two, they should have gotten a little more attention. The game plan wasn't really great. Now, I will say this. Terry Rozier is a little over his head. I know Terry Rozier has had a terrible year. Um, I still think he's a starting point guard in this league. I think it's a little unfair that he went from about 40 minutes a game to basically 20 minutes a game. It's not easy for any guy to take those kind of minutes and cut him in half. You just It just sucks. So... I understand. And I also agree Kyrie Irving was a big problem this year. Kyrie Irving was – if we were to have done this interview the day after – or this episode, the day after uh, the Celtics lost, I would have honestly sent Kyrie Irving to China with how bad he played. He was fucking anemic. He was terrible. He was useless. He was garbage. You got the funds for that? No, but you know what I'm saying. I would have trash talked him to China. doesn't matter. I still think he's a terrible leader. I still think he had one of his worst seasons ever, yet one of his best because of statistically he, you know, he had a great season. But in terms of as a leader, as a guy who empowers a locker room, he was by far the worst leader in the NBA. It wasn't even close. I know everyone's caping for Kyrie Irving because he's the star player. At the end of the day, the star player gets the fucking blame for how pathetic this team has been. This team was fucking garbage all year. There were great streaks of wins. No shit. With that talent, you should win about 50 games. And we still didn't win 50 games. It's on Kyrie this year. Is to, like I said, is Terry Rozier losing his mind a little bit in terms of how great he thinks he is? Yeah, sure. I'm you know I'm not saying Terry Rozier is a fucking superstar point guard, and they should go to Kyrie. And they shouldn't go to Kyrie almost every time. But it seemed like Kyrie was just chucking up shots all fucking series. He shot well under forty percent the next four games. Shot thirty five percent overall in the series and played like straight garbage. I don't know what more you wanted from Kyrie. I don't know what more. Kyrie Irving could have asked in a team. He had Al Horford was a great number two who has shown he can actually be a leader of a team. He had Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum didn't have a great series for sure, but he didn't power any of these fucking guys to be great. Jalen Brown shot 48%. And it, you know what? It's also, it, it, it can't just be on Kyrie. It's also got to be on Brad Stevens as well. Because the coaching adjustments and the game plan that he had were straight fucking trash. He had one good fucking coaching game. We barely swept the Indiana Pacers. If it wasn't for them shitting themselves every game, we probably would have lost that. That series, honestly, that's how bad the Celtics were this year. They got outclassed, they got outcoached, they got outplayed in every facet of the fucking game of basketball. That is, at the end of the day, what it is. Giannis shit on us. Giannis shit on us, and all the shooters that they acquired over the year absolutely shit on us. There's just no other way around it. I blame most of this se- this season 
on Kyrie and Brad Stevens. Those two alone get most of the blame. I put maybe a little blame on the young guys for being a little selfish at the end of the day. But when you go to an Eastern Conference Finals and go to seven against LeBron James, who is known as the fucking best basketball player, you should feel a little full about yourself. How are you not going to feel a little full about yourself? These guys are young kids. These are young kids. Jason Tatum is not 21 yet. Jalen Brown just turned 21 last year. Terry Rozier, this is his fourth year in the league. And you're going to sit here and say, oh, Terry, well, you played about 35, 40 minutes a game. You had a great season. Yeah, you're going to take, you're going to, we're going to cut those minutes in half and you're barely going to play. And also, good luck figuring out how to play in this backup role because it's just not going to happen. It's just the whole season was a wash. I'm disgusted and disappointed in the Celtics this year. And hopefully next year we'll figure something out. If Kyrie leaves, I'm not going to sweat it. I really don't give a fuck about Kyrie Irving anymore. I just don't. Don't care. Don't care for his attitude. Don't care for his leadership. Don't care for his shot chucking. Don't care for his ISO play. Don't give a fuck about it. I really don't. Just That's just my opinion. Don't give a shit. As far as everyone else goes, signing Gordon, you know, having Gordon Haber on the team, I think he'll be better. He gets a full season to just, or a full off season to just focus on playing basketball and not focus on something else and focusing on his injury. That's just my opinion. I don't know if you watched this series. I'm assuming you did. So go ahead and talk about it if you want. Um, no, I just watched, um, I think the last game and it, that's just, pretty much the whole series. Yeah. So. It was, just, it was just ugly. It was it was pathetic shooting. Yeah. Pathetic defense, pathetic chemistry, pathetic and think about any aspect of basketball. And the Celtics played it pathetically. That's basically all you need to know about that series. There you go. There's the whole series right there. Besides game 1 because game 1 we played very well. Game 2 to 5 was an abomination of basketball for us. What do you think happened? Well, what happened all season was Kyrie Irving made a locker room that was full of bullshit. So how they how they take over in game one then? Uh, well, Brad's game plan was body the fuck out of Giannis Antetokounmpo, basically. Just the Bucks didn't really adjust um, going into Boston. They they're probably just feeling it out, honestly. And to Al Horford and Aaron Baines' credit, Giannis they made Giannis's life a living hell in game one, and then Giannis was like, "Yeah, fuck all that. I'm better than both of you." So he just balled <laughs> on him the rest of the game. He also shot 40% from three, which has never happened in his fucking life. So, of course, that happened. But they were also a better team. They were more together all season long. They're the best defensive team, and they're the pe- they're literally the best defensive and offensive team throughout the whole season. So the Celtics have their ebbs and flows of leadership problems and, you know, who's doing what and who's going where and fit problems. All that shit just manifested itself in this series, and it showed. It just showed that— Kyrie Irving just could not, cannot be a leader of a team. He can't. And he wants nothing to do with Boston. And at this point, as a Boston fan, I want nothing to do with him. Nothing. I still want nothing to do with him at the end of the day. I just don't. I thought about it for days thinking, okay, there's got to be some type of positivity with Kyrie Irving. None. Don't care about him. If he leaves, I don't give a shit. I don't. I just don't. There's the – what was your initial question? Like what was the problem? Yeah, how they how they like pull what happened after that so, game one? Um well after game one it just went back to the same old Celtics, which was all season. So let me give you a little backtrack. All right. Kyrie Irving came into the season 
they have like this little thing where at the TD Garden, which is where they play, where they had a bunch of fans and the players talked and Kyrie Irving's like, if if you guys would have me, I would love to re-sign in the offseason. Well, that basically went right out the fucking window after going like 10 and 10. Like they had a really bad stretch in the beginning of the year, which what I knew was going to happen because it was going to take some time to figure out to roles. Used, yeah. yeah. Because you got your two all-stars back. It's going to take time to figure out who gets the ball and blah, 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 blah. So after that, Kyrie, it was like around January. It was against the Orlando Magic. They're not a great team, but they're not an awful team. We lost to them after some type of play happened. I don't fucking know. But we blew the game, essentially. We were up like, we were like up eight, and we blew it. So Kyrie Irving gets in the locker room, trashes the young guys, tells them, you know, this is – last year was an anomaly. You know, you had nothing to lose then. And Jalen Brown – Obviously took offense to it because the next day he went to the media and was like, we shouldn't be calling guys out. We should just be empowering each other to be better. Well, Kyrie Irving didn't do that all fucking season. All he did was make drama. That's all he fucking did all season. You know, he talked about all like after uh, a game against the Raptors, Kyrie was very good. And I thought, okay, we're going to talk about the Celtics and how great they were in this game. And instead, Kyrie goes to the media and says, yeah, you know, I called LeBron and I told him, you know, my bad for being that kind of guy. And he was just basically trying to show the guys how to lead and how to Mm -hmm. take. And it's like, how about instead of, you know, going to the media and saying that you act like a fucking adult? How about that? How about not being LeBron James? How about not doing exactly what LeBron James does, which is why players don't go and fucking sign with the team he's on? Now you're doing that with us. So, great. Thank you. I appreciate that a whole fucking lot, Kyrie. And then all season, oh, you know, they're asking about where he's going to sign in the offseason. He's like, wait till July 1st. I don't owe you guys shit. It's like, all right, this is about to, And I knew as soon as that happened, I knew it was over. The season was done for. Every time I told Celtics fans, Kyrie's a bad leader. Kyrie is this. Kyrie is that. It's over. He's going to fuck up the season. Everyone's like, come on. Like, give him, a, give him a chance. Wait until playoffs. And then Kyrie gets in the playoffs and says, oh, this is what tra- Boston traded me for. Well, you played like shit all fucking season in the playoffs. You played like fucking garbage. You had two good games. Two. That is it. That's all you had was two games out of nine. So two out of nine games, you shot above 40%. Two, and I'm supposed to be thrilled about that. You had a worse playoff series run with the Celtics than Terry Rozier. I'm supposed to be thrilled about that. Get the fuck out of here. I can't wait until he. I I hope he leaves. I don't care about Terry Rozier in the slightest, or not. I'm sorry about Kyrie Irving in the slightest. And Terry Rozier is going on this like nice little smear campaign. I'm enjoying every single second of it. <laughs> Celtics fans do not like Terry Rozier at this moment. And, you know, again, understandably so. He had a really bad season. But under circumstances, kind of understand why. How I just, you know, I don't I don't care. I don't give a shit. Damn. You got to breathe, Brasho. Nah. Nah. I've been waiting to say this. Because we couldn't <laughs> last week because of the interview with Tori. So yep. I was just like, I need to get this off my chest right now. So. Good. That was... That was my thoughts on the series. We played like trash. Okay, let's get to your team that lost. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) So the Sixers lost in seven to the Raptors after what was maybe the luckiest made shot in Kawhi Leonard literally bouncing off the fucking rim. The weirdest fucking basket made like ever. Ever. 
It was wild. I made a shot like that when I played basketball, and I was just like, what kind of fucking sorcery is this? Yeah, exactly. Because I know that when that happens, it's not going in. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, um, Kawhi Leonard played like Kobe Bryant this entire series, absolutely dominated the Sixers. And what this proves to me this whole series is the Sixers went all in for no reason. Mm -hmm. They traded for Jimmy Butler. Love Jimmy Butler. Don't get me wrong. Traded for Tobias Harris. Love him. Don't get me wrong. At the end of the day, when it comes down to with this team, is it just wasn't a good fit. And that comes from Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, the two guys who they didn't trade. Ben Simmons has the jump shot of a fetus. (laughs) He cannot shoot outside of the paint, and he is 6'8", and he is supposed to be considered a small forward. He's a center. That's what he is. He's not a point guard. He's not a small forward. He's not a power forward. He's definitely not a fucking shooting guard. He's a center. All he can do is stay in the post, get rebounds, make good plays, but he can do some things in the post, and that's all he can do. There's limitations to Ben Simmons' game. You have Joel Embiid running out there like a shooting guard. He's seven fucking two. Why? And the last couple possessions the Sixers had were pathetic offensively. They couldn't even get a shot off because mm-hmm. they have no idea what they're doing. They just It's just like who gets the ball, who's – because all five of these guys need the ball in their hand. Yeah. So it's tough for anyone to kind of just go in and be like, all right, let's see what happens. And that's why they only scored 90 points. Like Tobias Harris shot terribly. J.J. Redick didn't really do a great a, a lot. Ben Simmons was damn near fucking – invisible out there. Like, I didn't even know he was playing. Joel Embiid had a tough game. Like, it was just all around a mess for the Sixers. And I got to give credit to Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors, man. They showed up, and they played very well uh, for most of the series. Even Kyle Lowry, who everyone says, like, oh, he's fucking garbage, and, you know, this is playoff Kyle Lowry. He made some big plays in these games that they needed him. And I got to tip my hat to him. He shot like shit, but in terms of defense, defense and in terms of taking charges and in terms of doing things that don't show up on the stat sheet, Kyle Lowry did a lot for this team that not a lot of people are going to appreciate. So shout out Kyle Lowry for the series. He had a pretty good series despite the shooting numbers. Yeah. Um, my comments on that game, game seven was Jimmy Buckets did not show up. At, okay, for the first half of the game, he was pretty much non-existent. Right. Everyone on the Sixers shooting was fucking terrible. Yeah. But the Raptors weren't much better any, either. Yep. Um, <coughs> You know it's bad when fucking... Well, J.J. Redick, I like him. I think he's he's explosive at times. But he had, like, the highest percentage. Like, it was, like, Jim... Or, um, and Bede, I think, was, like, one in five or... For shots, he was like, I think like five and eight for shots or something like that. JJ Redick, everyone was just like, the, their percentages were fucking garbage. The awful. first, awful. Even Kawhi, Kawhi was terrible when I like, because I didn't, I watched the full game, but I didn't realize until like I was like on my phone and I was like, I'm, I'm like, I'm realizing I'm like Kawhi's missing a lot of fucking shots. What is yeah. his shooting percentage? And I'm like, oh, he's five of twenty one. Holy fuck! This was definitely a takeaway game. Like, just from being aggressive, them letting them be more aggressive. I think Ben Simmons did a good job driving to the basket and 
taking charges when he should be taking charges and playing aggressive, but knowing when to stop. Mm. But the way that the, the the Sixers were playing just wasn't fitting for the way that you know the Raptors were playing. Like it, right. it just like Embiid just holding the ball and Kawhi slapping it out of his hands and running and getting a layup from yeah. it. It's just like. Little shit like that could have changed the outcome of the game. Yep, absolutely. And I don't that last shot. Let's talk about the last shot for a, 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 at least a couple seconds. Embiid went up to block Kawhi before Kawhi even stopped dribbling. Yep. Why the fuck would you do that? <laughs> like to try to get a jump. I know, but if he even did stop dribbling, dribbling, and pumped. Well, I, I'll tell you why. Because Ben Simmons was originally on him, and he just stopped. Yeah, Ben Simmons just stopped, so Joel Embiid had no choice but to at least make an attempt. Yeah. And he, for, for all intents and purposes, he did the best he could. Yeah. I mean, he literally had the hand in his fucking face. He is 7'2", remind you. Kawhi Leonard shot that ball straight up. Uh, straight up in the fucking air. Yeah. And literally, you hear the bouncing around on the rim, and it's dead silent. Yeah. Like, we were, I was watching, it's on TNT. The announcers on TNT were dead silent. The stadium was dead silent. And it goes in, and everyone loses their fucking mind. And I'm yeah. like, did Kawhi just make that shot? I'm looking at him like, it didn't look like he made that shot. And then, like, Kawhi's just yelling, showing emotion for the first time in his fucking life. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, he really made that shot. But I will say this about Joel Embiid. He had a pretty rough game. But yeah. this season, but what this season told me and what that game told me was Joel Embiid's going to come back better than ever. Yeah. Because he was very out of shape and very unhealthy in the way he eats and the way he diets and stuff. He's He's got the heart of a champion. So I think yeah. he's going to come back bigger, better than ever. And unless Ben Simmons gets a jump shot, y'all need to trade that motherfucker. Because there is nothing <laughs> useful about Ben Simmons outside of defense. Yeah, He can have the best vision in the fucking game. If you can't get a jump shot, you're not spreading, spreading the floor and helping Joel Embiid out in any way, shape, or form. That is why they lost in five last year to the Celtics without a star player. It just You can't win like that with Ben Simmons out there. You cannot win if... He is like a secondary guy. He needs to be the main guy, and even then you're not winning. So Ben Simmons got to go. I'm sorry. I don't know how you trade him. I don't know how you do it. Figure it the fuck out. Figure it out. That's just me personally. And also, this also needs to be noted. Drake realizes he's a a, um, bad luck for teams that he likes because he he wasn't at the game. He wasn't courtside. He was in his house. Wearing 76ers shorts. I did see that. <laughs> I love it. I love that Drake knows that he's not good for his teams ever. And he was like, like, sorry, at Meek Mill. Yeah. At Kevin Hart. Oh, was he? I didn't even <laughs> yeah, see that Yeah, he part. put it on his story. Like... <laughs> so shout out. Shout out uh, Drake for that. All right, let's get to these last two series real quick. So Golden State and Houston. Um, Golden State 1-6. and six. Even without Kevin Durant, Steph Curry went the fuck off in the fourth quarter, scoring 23 points. In the second half, he had 33 point, points alone after scoring a goose egg in the first half. Again, this series tells the whole story to me. The Rockets will never win a championship and never be considered contenders ever again. Because if you can't beat this, the Warriors without Kevin Durant, there's not much hope for you. I'm sorry. There just isn't. There. James Harden, in the last two minutes, just shit himself. Like, he just turned the ball over, took some eh, shots, just not a fan of. 
And he had, for all intents and purposes throughout that game, he was very good. And him and Chris Paul showed up very well. Like, they showed up. But the Rockets and how they play will never win. Ever. You cannot have James Harden just ISOing and step walking step backs and all that bullshit. Don't do it. It's just not worth it. It's you got to D'Antoni has to figure out another way. The Rockets have to figure out another way because this way of playing basketball is never going to win you a title ever. Sorry, just isn't. And I like James Harden. I like his game. But Steph, you're going to have to beat the shit out of the Warriors, like literally physically jump them to beat them. That is it. That's the only way you're beating the Warriors ever. Steph Curry is going to step on your throat every time. Klay Thompson, every time. Draymond Green wants to kick the shit out of the Warriors every time he sees Chris Paul. He wants to punch him in the face. So there's no way in hell that the Warriors are ever going to lose to the Rockets. It's just not going to happen. That's my thoughts on the series. Uh, Yeah, it just, you know, I don't think the Rockets will ever beat the Warriors. That's just my opinion, though. Yeah, I don't really have a comment on it. No, you didn't watch it? Not really. Well, basically what happened was Steph Curry woke up in the second half and just said, yeah, fuck the Rockets, I'm done. We're going to beat the shit out of them. And he did. We were, I was watching the game actually at Backyard with Jesse. And Jesse want, doesn't want the Warriors to win, obviously, because they win every year. That's just kind of his thinking. Yeah. Me, personally, I hate the Rockets in terms of how they play and how they act. So I'm like, fuck the Rockets. I don't care if the Warriors win another title as long as they beat the shit out of the Rockets. And Steph Curry was just... I mean, you've probably watched Seth Curry shoot. Yeah. It's it's just shots you're like, all right. I mean, like he's been pretty brutal whole series. So I'm, I'm seeing him shoot these shots and I'm like, what is he doing? Like, why? Boom, swish, swish, swish. I'm like. He's on a roll. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's over. <laughs> they had their shot. It's over. It's it's done. It's over. The 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 the, the Rockets have no shot. It's, it is what it is. Um, they didn't get many games. Like the Clippers brought the Warriors to six. So. The Rockets bringing the Warriors to six isn't that impressive to me. It just isn't. And I don't care about the Rockets. All they did was complain and whine and flop. I don't fucking care about that type of basketball either. Done with it. All right. So the last series was the Nuggets and the Blazers. This was a series that, like, honestly, either team I would have been thrilled with winning because I love both the star players. But basically what happened was CJ McCollum just absolutely shit on the Nuggets. Absolutely balled out. He had like 37 points in a in a game seven. Um, and what this game told me was Dame Lillard is really the leader of this team and really stepped up as a player, as a franchise guy. Because he shot like absolute dog shit this entire game. Three of something. He, I, he literally only made three shots out of like 15, right? But he took 12 shots in the first half and they were down, I think, nine. Right. So Dame Lillard looked at this game and said, you know what? Fuck me. I'm not shooting the rest of this game. I'm not sh- I'm not taking hardly any shots the rest of this game. My job is to get the ball to CJ McCollum and go and play defense. And that is exactly what he did. He he had 10 rebounds, eight assists, along with 13 points and big clutch time threes to take the lead for the Blazers when they were down most of the game until the fourth quarter. So Dame Lillard showed up as a leader and CJ McCollum showed up, showed up as a killer. CJ did not let up on the nuggets whatsoever. And Nikola Jokic had an incredible series. Um, but that team is young. They have, they're full of, you know, guys who were inexperienced in the playoffs. 
um, and they didn't show up on in 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 uh, the pressure moments, which is understandable though, because Jamal Murray's only like three years in. Will Barton first time in the playoffs. Gary Harris is very young. Nikola Jokic is very young. So this team has a lot of time to come in and be better in the in the future. And I, I really like the Nuggets' direction. I almost wish they won, but I also wanted to see Dave Lillard and CJ McCollum move on. Did you watch this game? Uh, I watched the end of it. I know that um, Jokic, Jokic is that his name. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I've seen like the the highlights, and he was doing his thing, but I don't know. It, I just I caught the last few minutes, and I was a little bummed because Bobby's team isn't the Nuggets. Uh, yes, it is. So I was a little bummed. I was rooting for him, but you know, oh, I trashed him. <laughs> I had to. I mean, I'm sorry. Sorry, Bob. Love you, but I'll love. Had to had to let you know. Had to let you know. Um, no, but what I will say about the Nuggets and what I will say about Nikola Jokic is this. I questioned him all year long. I thought Nikola Jokic's style of play wouldn't make it in the playoffs and they would be knocked out in the first round. And what Nikola Jokic has shown me is he is the best center in the NBA right now. He is. Yeah, that's right. He's better than Embiid. He's more durable than Embiid. Now, granted, he's not a good defender at all. And I've known that for years, but more dirt. He's more durable. He's better with the basketball in terms of making plays and uh, IQ and vision. And he's a better scorer. To me, I mean, the series Jokic averaged, I believe, twenty-eight points, thirteen rebounds, and seven and a half assists. Like that is ridiculous. I didn't think he would do that in the NBA playoffs at all. I thought he was going to throw up stinkers all year. In the Spurs, excuse me, in the Spurs and. Uh, uh, Blazer series, but he showed up. He's he's clearly the uh, the best center to me in this league, and all he did was prove to me that he's a top player in, in the NBA. If he can ever, you know, I mean, he doesn't care about his body weight. He doesn't care about in terms of like what people think about how he looks, but it doesn't matter how he looks. He just goes out there and plays his heart out. He played. Six, remember that uh, quadruple overtime game. I don't know if you saw that, but there was a four overtime game with the Nuggets and Blazers. He played 65 minutes. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't kill over. I'm surprised he didn't just die right there. But he he literally he literally played his heart out in that game. He missed a free throw at the end, but he looked so drained after playing 65 fucking minutes. I don't even blame him for that. It's that game was really who is more conditioned because that's who's gonna win this game. And that's basically what the Blazers did. They won the game, and they won the series, you know. And CJ McCollum showed that he is a superstar in this league. Dame Lillard showed he's a superstar in this league. And shout out to my guy Evan Turner for coming in in clutch moments when everyone said you didn't deserve that money. You probably didn't, but that's fine. You definitely deserved your money that day. You definitely came through for this team uh, with your playoff experience and uh, your leadership on the Blazers. So shout out to Evan Turner. Shout out to Zach Collins as well. He played very well. Hopefully Rodney Hood is okay. He got hurt in that game, and he was very good. So shout out Rodney Hood. And, uh, yeah, you know. So the conference finals are set. Bucks versus Raptors. Warriors versus Blazers. And for my predictions on this series, I'm going to go Warriors in six. And I'm going to go Bucks in six and seven as well because I like the Bucks as a team overall more so than the Raptors. But I think the Kawhi Leonard is going to give this Bucks team hell. Because he's just been giving every team hell he's played. So I'm going to go Bucks in seven, though, and I'm going to go Warriors in six, and then we'll have a Warriors versus Bucks finals. So that's just my opinion on that. Well, then. Uh, you know, I don't watch enough to 
give an accurate an accurate guess at this point, but um I'd go um I'd go Warriors and uh Raptors just to be uh different. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well I can't tell you which which game it would happen in. Right. But Right. Well there it is. You heard it, it's official. Yes it is. I should have went exact opposite to you, but you know, you can't pick the Blazers over the Warriors. It's just not gonna happen. Yeah, no. <laughs> I love the Blazers to death, but the Warriors are probably gonna win that series. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's my thoughts on that NBA playoffs. It was probably it was I I even with the Celtics being trash, I enjoyed these playoffs more than I've ever enjoyed any playoffs. And that's with the Celtics being fucking good, which is so weird to me that I enjoyed it this much. But. Once the Celtics lost, it was like a weight off my shoulders. I was like, okay, I don't have to give a shit about this team anymore. I am so happy I don't have to care. I just Mm -hmm. don't have to care at all. This is nice. I get to enjoy actual basketball and not watch this team just shit on on themselves every game. So more than happy enough to see the Celtics out at this point. It just felt like a weight off my shoulders. Even though I had nothing to do with this team, it just felt nice to not have to give give a fuck about this team. So No more headaches. Yes. Thank God. Figure it the fuck out, Danny. I don't know what the fuck you're going to do, but just figure it out, please. Uh, we'll be on Anchor soon enough. We're still going to be on Spotify and iTunes and all that bullshit. So you'll, you know, go on there and, you know, listen to our episodes and follow us on there. And until next time, peace. Clumsy, maybe.